Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are here again on tonight to the Women and Men's Conference 2021, right here, virtual online, from a puncher to a preacher. Change within a change, from meanness to meekness. Amen. And so I want to thank all of you that had tuned in on last night. I pray that you are tuning in on tonight, amen. Again, I wanna thank you all for watching and supporting and participating. Remember what I said on last night, send your amens, send your hallelujah, send your hand claps, amen. Let me know that you're being encouraged. Let me know that you're watching. Let me know that there is something being said that's gonna bless you on tonight, amen. And so um, just the same routine that we did on yesterday, and I wanna say this, we had a couple of people that came out to the church on last night, so yes, um, our address, this is Divine Worship Christian Center at 3702 Knox Lane, right here in the city of Knoxville, Tennessee. I am doing this conference from the church because I do believe this is where God wants me to be. And as I said on last night, I'm getting into position. I am getting into my assigned place. I'm back in the house of the Lord. Amen. So if your desire is to come and just sit and be in the presence of the Lord with me, I welcome you to the house of the Lord. Amen. But if you desire to watch from uh, online virtually, you're able to do that as well. Amen. So I'm going to turn this over right quick. We're going to listen to two selections. And after the two selections, I'm going to come back through. But I want to go ahead and I want to get the prayer out of the way. So after I have prayed, amen, the next two selections you'll hear, you'll listen to that. You'll get into a, a spirit of uh, worship. You'll get into the spirit of, of, of praise. And we're getting ready. Remember, make Make sure you have your Bibles. Make sure you have your notepads. Make sure you have your pens. Lord, I thank you again. Lord, have mercy. Lord, I thank you once again for using me as your vessel. Lord God, I thank you for keeping me and saving me when you did. Lord, I thank you for paving the way for me to, to stay on the path of righteousness. Lord, I thank you for delivering me from me. Lord, I pray that souls are healed. I pray that you are setting souls free. I pray that they are no longer bound and that they are delivered in Jesus' name. Lord, your word says in John 14 and 14, whatever we ask in your name, we can have it. But we know it also says in Philippians 4 19, it's according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So Lord, I ask in your name that everyone that is watching, that you will bless them, that you will heal them, that you will deliver them, that you will save them, change them, that repentance brings restoration for them. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that it brings them deliverance. Lord, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for deliverance. Lord God, I thank you once again for allowing me to be in this place one more time. Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I bind up any demonic force that tries to destroy your word on tonight. I bind up every demonic tongue that rises up against your word on tonight and that rises up against me in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, you are a liar. You have no room here. You've already been, de you've already been defeated in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord God, we thank you for being kings of kings, Lord of lords. God, I thank you for being the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Lord God, I thank you for being the lily in the valley. I thank you for being Jehovah 
Jireh. I thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. Lord God, I thank you for covering me in your blood. Lord God, continue to allow those to know that the blood still works. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And Lord God, we thank you and we love you on today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody type in the comment section, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. And I can say, never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. And I can say I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better, much better. When I look back over all you brought me through, I can see that you are the one I held on to. And I never, never would have made
Somebody just need to testify to somebody next to him. Tell him, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. Much better. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you to hold on to. Now I'm wiser, I'm better, so much better, I made it. Is there anybody in this house other than me that could declare you made it? Tell your neighbor, never
Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Speak over yourself. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, right quick, I want to tell you that those two songs that I just played were songs that brought me into a place quicker and harder with the Lord. That song, Encourage Yourself, I heard that right after I came out of a backslidden state from just being in a place of brokenness, being in a place of, of bitterness, being in a place of just going through. And when I heard that song, it ministered to me because I knew then that I had to be in a place that if nobody else encourages you, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. You got to learn how to speak life over yourself. You got to learn how to pat your own self on the back for yourself. You got to learn for yourself to walk alone because sometimes people are going to walk away from you. It doesn't matter if you if they walk away from you because of you. It doesn't matter if they walk away from you because of them, but at the end of the day, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Sometimes it's okay to be alone. Sometimes it's okay to stay at home. Sometimes it's okay not to be in a crowd because sometimes God wants to keep you by yourself because he's trying to speak to you because of the healing that you need, because of the deliverance that you need, because of the salvation that you need, because of the healing that you need, because of the restoration that you need, and because of the peace and the joy that you need, because of all of the chaos and the drama and the confusion that you are either in or you just came out of. And if you don't know how to encourage yourself, you will always be in a place of brokenness. You will always be in a place of not having any peace. You will always be in a place trying to fit into a place that they don't even want you in it. So sometimes, yes, it is okay to walk alone, but it's not okay to stay alone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, yes, that song ministered to me. When I was in a place where my husband, when we first came out, well, when he was sent for, first sent out to pastor, when he was first sent out to pastor, he, um, I was still trying, I was still struggling, trying to stay in a place that God had placed me in. I was still, I was a minister. I did my initial sermon, you know, in 2009. And he had became, he had went into pastoralship in 2007, and I had just came out of a backslidden state in 2006, so I was totally overwhelmed with so much that was going on in my life. It was a lot, and I had to learn how to encourage myself, because when you begin to go through, people will walk away from you. Amen? And that's the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me, God. Amen? So... With no further ado, I want to go right on into the lesson. Again, I want to thank you all on last night for tuning in. So on today, um, I, was, I was praying. Um, I was spending some time with the Lord. And I want to share this short little testimony before I, I go into this lesson. But um, today, this morning, early this morning, I got up about 530. 
And, you know, I began to read my Bible and, and just pray and talk to the Lord. And then, you know, I began to get a little overwhelmed because, you know, there's a lot of things that I think about. There's a lot of things that I want to do. There's a lot of things that we're not able to do right now. And there's some things that we're needing God to turn around. There's some things that we, we need to go into. And I was just praying and I was just talking to God about ministry, about children, about my marriage and all sorts of things, just praying and, and thanking him and worshiping him and praising him. And I was just crying and just crying and crying. And so I got, I got through and I got up and I said, well, let me go on downstairs and get some things together. And as I was sitting at the table, I received a text message um, of this link that, I, that we needed to just, you know, listen to. And as I was literally listening to this message from... Sarah Jakes Roberts, I tell you, my soul began to leap. My soul was blessed because literally 90% of what I was talking to God about, she was saying it. And when she said, I don't know, she said, I, she said, this is prophetically, and I don't know who I'm talking to, but I, do, I believe I'm talking to you. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, you are. You are talking to me. It may be for somebody else, but right now this thing right here is for me. And so I begin to just say, Lord, I just need to be just whatever you need me to be. And I, and I did. I just needed an assurance. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with seeking the Lord for an assurance to make sure you're right where God wants you to be. And again, because it's come from seeds that people plant, and it comes from things that people are speaking to your life, and you, you trying to hold on to that when you just really need to let it go. Amen. And that's what it was. And, it's, and, and, which, and when I heard her say, you got to let yourself go. And I was like, wow. So with all of that being said, um, I, I talked about last night that today we're going to talk about my first fight. My first fight. Amen. At the age of 10. And you're going to understand the theme of this conference from a puncher to a preacher. And the last night will literally tie everything in to get you to understand that God can bring about a change when you know or when you speak that into yourself that you need God to change some things concerning you. Amen? And so I had my first fight when I was 10 years old. Um, it was in 1978. I got beat pretty bad. Um, I was taken up for a friend of mine, and the girls was talking about how they was going to fight her after school, and I was, you know, I was who I was, and I was like, you're not going to put your hands on her, you're not going to touch her, you're not going to do any of these things, and so they was like, you need a hush, Rainy, we'll just meet you outside, so I was like, cool, so you know, the girls was bigger than I was, um, for those of you who didn't, didn't know me 20, 30 years ago, I only weighed like 90 pounds, so mind you, when I'm 10 years old, I weighed about 60, you know, amen, in the third grade, so... Anyway, so we get out to school, and so I decided to go around the other way. I took the long way home. Well, lo and behold, even though you take the long way home instead of the shortcut, you still wind up in the same place because where my house was. And this girl beat me bad. She wore me out. Like, she literally beat me bad. It wasn't like I had a busted nose and black eyes and any of those things like that, but she beat me up pretty good. And so I remember as I was running away from her, 
and she was screaming and because see her mother and my mother were really good friends and so as I was walking away and I was walking away and I don't know why I just didn't walk away but she said and you better not go home and tell my mama and I don't know why I stopped but I stopped and I turned around and I screamed, I don't want to tell your stinking mama. And I turned around and I began to run because she began to chase me. And she caught me and she beat me up again. I said, Lord, I was crying. The girl that I was taking up for, she had disappeared. Like she was just gone. I don't even know where she had went. But all I know is I was defending, I was defending myself for someone else. Amen. Huh? I did. I got beat up. I got beat up pretty bad. <laughs> Don't laugh, Minister Jesse. I got, pretty, I got beat up pretty bad. And so um, I said that testimony to say all of this, that when you go through something in life like that, you begin to speak some things into yourself. And when you do that, you are planting seed from your lips into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit. So, um, so that, so that is this, what I'm about to give you is going to explain to you, um, and it leads up to where it's going to be. So I wanted to do this step by step. I wanted to get you to understand that um, your life, sometimes in life, it just doesn't go from A to Z. Some things happen in a process. Some things, one thing happens, and then another thing happens, and then another thing happens, and another thing happens. But what happens is we don't go back to the root, and we, tr we try to think it's, it's, it's B or, or it's D or if it's F, but no, it's A. We have to go all the way back to the beginning to find the root of the problem which caused so much havoc and chaos in our lives. Amen? So when you vow to never lose again, that is the first seed you plant within yourself, not knowing what you have just spoke into your own life. During that fight, I felt embarrassed. I felt hurt. I felt betrayed by who I thought was my friend because I was taking up for her. How many of you ever been in a place and you have a friend who will start a fight and you have to finish it for them. You look up and they aren't there. You are losing a battle that wasn't even for you or wasn't even about you. But because of the love you have for people, but they don't or can't return the same love or the greater love for you. And at that moment, you realize you got to fight alone. And so you go at it alone. You feel as if you are tired of being mistreated, as if you don't matter. So sometimes you pick fights with people to prove you're not a pushover. Sometimes you pick fights with people to prove you're not a punk. And over and over and over, for other times, you are looking to die in that fight because you get tired of life. You get tired of fighting. You get tired of being mistreated. You get tired of the abuse. You get tired whether the abuse is verbal, whether the abuse is, is physical, 
whether the abuse is emotional, in either case, you get tired. So sometimes you feel like, why am I living? Why do I keep going through these changes? Why do I feel like I got to fight every time I get somewhere? I go to the grocery store, I'm getting into a fight. I go to school, I'm getting into a fight. I'm going home, I'm getting into a fight. I take up for my brother, I'm getting into a fight. Everywhere you go, you're getting into a fight with somebody because at times you're hoping to die in the fight. Because you are alone, and really don't understand why you are alone. Not realizing you spoke that at the age of 10, or you spoke that at the age of 12, or you spoke that at the age of 20, 30, 40, 50, or above. We really don't know the power words have until you look up one day and realize what you spoke in hurt, what you spoke in betrayal, what you spoke in embarrassment, what you spoke in guilt, what you spoke in shame, what you spoke sounds like I don't ever want to be married. I don't ever want this. I don't ever want that. But in reality, you are speaking power of your words within yourself. It stays in your mind. It stays in your heart. It stays in your life until you speak different, until you speak healing, until you speak life, until you speak the words that I don't ever want to be bound and I really don't want to be in this place. Then you will stay bound by your own words. You have to understand that Proverbs 18 and 21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So the question is, have you ever heard the saying, you're eating your own words? You must make a choice in how you will use your words and how you will speak to yourself. You must understand that words kill and words can give life. Your words are either going to kill you or your words can give you life. You must choose for yourself. The fruits of your lips can give you life or the flesh of your lips can give you death. Can I say that one more time? The fruit of your lips can give you life or the, fruit of your or the flesh of your lips can give you death. Lord, have mercy. The things you can say, the things you should say, and the things you want to say. From the age of 10 years old, I decided for myself, I will walk alone, and I am good with that. I vowed, I made that vow to myself that I would never let anyone else make me feel that way again. If you have never felt that, then you will never understand. I went through elementary school, no longer talking to anyone. It lingered right into middle school until I found myself once again taking up for someone who was being picked on and she was white. The last girl that I was taking up for, she was white as well. I was in the seventh grade then, 
no longer spending the night at anyone's house because I was tired of being mistreated. I was tired of having to fend for myself while others was fending for themselves. And I felt like there was nothing else that I could do. But this time around in this fight, I took a stand. And one word, the words that I did speak in my life when I was 10 years old was I was never ever going to lose another fight. And at the age of 10, and all the fights that I had, I never lost any fight. I fought men, I fought women. It doesn't matter how size, how, many, uh, how size they were, it didn't matter who they were, I fought them. It didn't matter how tall they were. It didn't matter how short they were. If they crossed me wrong, we were fighting. If they talked crazy to me, we was fighting. If they took something from me, we was fighting. If they said anything out of the way, we was fighting. If they talked about my family, we were fighting. Whatever took place in my life that dealt with anything concerning me, there was going to be a fight. And I know sometimes people will say, surely nobody fights that much. I'm here to tell you that when I made that vow that I would never lose another fight, I meant it. And in middle school, that next fight, as it was as if everybody knew, leave Renee alone, she don't play. It's almost as if the rumor just went all around school how I done beat up two girls at the tree at Eastern High School in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, two of them wore them out because they called themselves trying to gang me. So you don't even understand that when you speak power of words over your life, it's almost as if you gained so much strength and power because of the words that you spoke over your life. That's the same power you can have when you want to speak life. So we should, so it's almost as if I had no fear. I had no fear in losing a fight. So what you have to understand that I made up in my mind that I was never going to be embarrassed again, that I was never going to allow anybody to make me feel less than, that I was never going to let somebody shame me or make me feel guilt or embarrass me. I was never, ever going to let anybody put me in that position ever again. So what I want you to understand is that when I say when God saved me, he delivered me, and when he delivered me, he saved you, I want you to understand that's from a puncher to a preacher because it was nobody but God that delivered me from that place. Amen? So what I want you to understand is God will do the same thing for you if you let him. And if you want to change within yourself, you cannot change on your own. With God, you can do all things with God, you can do all things. Without God, you cannot do anything. God is the impossible that will do the possible. Can I say that again? God is the impossible that will do the possible. You have to believe that he can and he will if you let him. God won't do anything you don't ask. God already knows what you need. God already knows your desire, but he wants you to seek him.
He wants you to seek him. I don't want to teach you or give you advice by what the world will give you. I want to teach and give you the word of God and how it may seem unbearable, but it is doable. Can I say that again? You may feel like it's unbearable, but it is doable. Meanness into meekness and meanness into mercy. So now I want to teach you and give you scripture to back up everything that I just said. So if you want to, well, you need to write these scriptures down and you can go back and listen to and, and study these for yourself. Amen. And I'm almost done. The question is, how do you handle a blow straight to the face? Or how do you handle a knife straight to the back? Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, 38 through 40 reads this. And Jesus is teaching us about retaliation. 38 says, you have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but, what, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Meaning, go with him two miles. If, if, if whoever goes, compels you to go one mile, you go two. Give to him that asks thee, and from him that would borrow or thee turn not thou away. Now listen, let me say this. Can I read to you uh, verse 39 one more time? Because let me tell you something. I read this scripture so many times, but I don't know how in the world that I missed this where it says that you resist not the evil. I got to read in this thing. I said, hold on. That you resist not evil, but whosoever smites you on the right cheek, turn to the other and offer it also. That means it doesn't matter who brings evil your way. You can't resist that. You got to take it. Listen. Listen to this. We want to punch. I mean, I mean, punish those who hurt us. We want to punch. I mean, punish those who took from us. We want to punch. I mean, punish those who left us to fend for themselves. We want to punch. I mean, punish those you embarrassed, who embarrassed us. We want to punch. I mean, we want to punish those who made us feel like nothing, made us feel less than, made us inferior to them because they may have known more. That's what, that's what Jesus is teaching us right here. We want to punch them. We want to punch them. We want to hurt them. You smack me on my cheek, I'm going to smack you back. Isn't that, I mean, that's, 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 that's human nature, right? That's, that's the flesh. That's what you want to do. Listen, an eye for eye, a tick, that's what, and isn't that what tick for attack is? A tick for, tick for attack, no. We can't do for eye for eye. We can't do for a tooth for a tooth. We cannot resist evil. 
when evil comes, we got to take a stand for Jesus Christ. If they steal our coat, let them have it. If they're hungry, we got to feed them. If they ask us to go one mile, we got to go with them two miles. Why? Because we are not to take retaliation. We are not to seek retaliation. Can I back that up with scripture? Yes. Listen, Romans 12, 16 through 20, vengeance belongs to the Lord, saith God. Amen? So when we are wronged, often our first reaction is to get even. Instead, Jesus said we should do good to those who wrong us. Our desire should not be to keep score, but to love and forgive. This is not natural. It is supernatural. Only God can give us the strength to love as he does. Instead of planning vengeance, pray for those who hurt you. Isn't that the hardest thing? But he goes right on to say in 43, you have heard that it's been said, you shall love thy neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus said, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he maketh, the, he maketh the, his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. What we have to understand is we got to let, listen, if God say he gonna, if God say he gonna turn it around in your favor, you gotta let him have it. If they, if they steal your coat, you gotta know that God's gonna bring you two more coats. If they steal your money, you got to know that God's going to bring and bless you with more money. We don't have to retaliate. We don't have to take matters into our own hands. We don't have to fight a battle that does not belong to us. Because in the end, we may be the ones that get hurt. Amen. So, let, let me say this. When let's let's I tell you what let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter twelve. Let's go to Romans chapter twelve and let's go. I tell you what, instead of starting at sixteen, let's go to fourteen. Romans twelve fourteen through through twenty one. Listen, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peacefully with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Verse 20 and 21, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. But check this out. 21 says, 
be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I like to say, don't allow your flesh to override your spirit, but allow your spirit to override your flesh. Because if you are the children of your father, you're going to allow him to bring vengeance for you. Amen? Amen. Now, listen. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I, let me, let me, let me, let me do this. And I'll do, I'll do this other one on tomorrow. But there are six ways to think like Christ. Okay? The first thing is Matthew 5, and I need you to write these scriptures down. Matthew 5, 21 and 22, he's, it's talking about murder. Avoid killing and avoid anger and hatred. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, you can read it where it says, Be ye angry and sin not. Matthew 5, 23 through 26, sacrifices. Offer regular sacrifices. Have the right relationships with God and with others. Obedience is better than sacrifices. But through your sacrifices will bring obedience. And following the word of God will help you detach from unhealthy people. How do I know that? Because Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You have to be, your bodies have to be the living sacrifice. Lord have mercy. Obedience is better than sacrifices, but through your sacrifices will bring obedience. But you got to, but you, your, but you have to be the sacrifice. Matthew, Number three, Matthew 25, Matthew 5, 27 through 30, adultery. Avoid adultery. Keep your heart from lusting and be faithful. Matthew 5, 27 through 30, avoid adultery. Keep your hearts from lusting and be faithful. Back up scripture, Exodus 20, 14. Lord have mercy. Exodus 20:14. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Verse 17. You shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. I'll be honest with you. It does not mean what someone has taken from you. Don't you do tick for tack. Don't you retaliate. Don't you take it back. You give everything over to the Lord, and he will repay. But he won't repay if you are going to do it yourself. And I got to give this testimony. I got I to gotta go here. I got to go here, and I, I need you all to listen to me. Listen. So many times we want to retaliate. So many times we want to take matters into our own hands. So many times we want to take something back. But let me say this. 
If they're able to take it, let them have it. Because God has something greater for you. And if it is meant for you to have it, then God will remove it from wherever it is and bring it back to you, but bring it back to you even greater and even better. I needed to say that. Because what happens is we'll find ourselves fighting over someone because, and right here, our husbands, our wives, why, listen, I, I got to say this. When my husband and I, when we were separated, and I, I was losing my mind, and I'm, I'm going to, knocking on this girl's door, ready to snatch her by her whole soul, literally, meeting her at the, the, the clothing store, ready to, to beat her down again, and I, I, never, I never forget it. I, I literally said to myself, why am I fighting for my own husband? Why? Why am I fighting for someone who... <laughs> Listen, I literally was like, okay, you know what? I ain't fighting over my husband. The devil is a lie. I didn't fight over no man when I was single, and I ain't fighting over no man while I'm married. He is my husband. So I'm like, I, you know what? I'm, I'm looking crazy. I'm acting crazy, and I'm, I, I'm now, I'm in a backslidden state, but at that moment, I'm like, who cares, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm still fighting. Now, that's a whole testimony. I can only give y'all a little bit just for today. <laughs> Listen, I can only give y'all a little bit of that just for today because you, you got the way for my book to be finished because it's all in there. But listen, I had made up in my mind I'm not fighting. I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's, it's, it's done and over with. Amen? And so what I had to do is I had to, I had to pull back and say, and I, of course I called him. I said, look here. I'm done. I, I ain't fighting. I ain't fighting. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. Ain't nobody, got, ain't nobody got time for all of this. This is retarded. It's childish. It's immature. Why am I going to somebody's house fighting or trying to fight and y'all sitting over here playing this house current on and I'm over here looking crazy and y'all going on about y'all business. Y'all going, y'all sleeping good at night and here I am flipping out. I'm like, no. Because when you'll find yourself in a place Again, and I said earlier, if y'all was listening to what I was reading, you'll find yourself fighting for someone who ain't fighting for you. You're fighting for someone who ain't trying to fight for you. You're fighting for someone who don't even love you anymore or who don't even care for you anymore. You're fighting for those who don't even care. So you are beating up your own self you're fighting yourself, you're fighting for yourself, and you're not gaining anything from it. All you're gaining is frustration, all you're gaining is aggravation, all you're gaining, you're, what are you gaining? Nothing. You're not gaining nothing. Nothing. 
Now, I can't tell you it, well, yeah, I can. I can't tell you that they was going on like happy-go-lucky and this, we, we, we living our best life. And then here I am still drinking, still smoking cigarettes, still going to the club, and the, and the dudes in the club still spitting the same old game they was when I was out there in the clubs in the 90s. So nothing changes. But with God, all things changes. And some of you may not be able to understand that. And that's why I said from meanness to meekness. I needed to be meek. I needed to show mercy. I needed to show grace. Because at the end of the day, if I don't show it, then it's not going to be brought back over to me. So therefore, when my husband and I began and we decided to come back together, we both had to show each other mercy. We both had to show each other compassion. We both had to be restored mentally and emotionally because I was fighting to stay together and he was fighting trying to come back together. But in the end, we fought to stay together. You know what? That was good. And I don't even think I remember it to say it again. So I hope somebody wrote that down. Because <laughs> that was good. So if, you, so, if you, so if you never understand how it feels to fight so hard for something, and then to learn in the word of God that he tells you in Romans 12 and 19 that vengeance belongs to the Lord. And it's just not with marriages. It's not. It's just not with marriages. It's just not with husband and wife. It's even with relationships. Before, before 2021 came in, there was an incident last year. And I blocked 90% of people. And, and they, some of them were pastors. And I never forget that the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I need some of y'all to hear me and hear me well because this is going to bless you right here. Because let me tell you something. Even with social media, and you're trying to retaliate, we're getting people told subliminally. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know I have a speech impairment. Amen. But sub, subliminally, okay, people will retaliate through social media. And, some, and, for, and they're so delusional because they think that you don't know that they're talking about you or they're talking about somebody else. And that's why I decided not to share so many statuses like I have this year because then I had to realize you may be sharing somebody else's mess. Can I say that again? Yes. Through social media, you may be sharing somebody else's mess. You may be sharing somebody else's subliminal messages. You may be sharing that. You may be a partaker in that. And that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do that. I did not want to do that. So what I did was I just blah, blocked. Blocked, blocked. Just, let me just cut all this out, literally, and be done with it. I'm talking about from a, from a puncher to a preacher. Because see, sometimes, and I'm, this, I'm going into the more, I'm going into what I'm talking about tomorrow. Sometimes you ain't got to use your fists, but you can use your lips to punch people. Your actions 
You can use your actions to punch people. You can use your lips to punch people. You can use your facial expressions to punch people. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to what I'm telling you. The Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and convicted me. And he brought Romans 12 and 19 to my spirit. And I got up and I began to read it again. The Lord spoke to me and said, how can I bring vengeance to those who hurt you or persecute you? or hate you, if you're taking matters into your own hands, I need you to unblock everybody that is on your Facebook. I said, what? I said, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, God, I, I, don't, I don't think that, the, no, Lord, wait a minute, I, I'm now, I'm tripping. Because I'm just like, surely, surely this is not the spirit of the Lord speaking to me. And I heard it again. If you want me to bring vengeance to those who are persecuting you, if you want me to bring vengeance to those who are hurting you, if you want those, if you want me to bring vengeance to those who are lying on you, how do you want me to do that if you're taking matters into your own hands? When you're blocking people on Facebook that's hurting you, you're taking matters into your own hands. You're punching them. When you unfollow them, you're punching them. When you hide them, you're punching them. You're taking matters into your own hands. And the reason why I'm looking right at the camera, because I want you to come from that to this. I want you to come from a puncher to a preacher. I want you to come from a cusser to a Christian. I want you to come from an evil person to a good person. I want you to allow God to take vengeance for you. I want you to allow God to repay those people who have hurt you, who have put you down, who have retaliated against you, who have done tick for tat. I want you to understand that if you just obey the word of the Lord, he will fight for you. So many times we wanna stay stuck by keeping unforgiveness in our heart but if you release the unforgiveness and you release the people God will release the hurt God will release the dry land God will release the dry bones God will bring life to your body healing to your mind but you can't bring vengeance. You can't retaliate. You can't take matters into your own hands, especially if you are a leader, especially if you're part of the five-fold ministry, especially if you say that you are God's people. That's the key. That's the key. Well, you don't have to block them. You can just unfollow them. Uh, okay, but here's my, here's my question. Why just remove them? Just remove them completely then. 
They get mad, they get mad. And here's why I say that. Because I needed peace. I needed joy. I needed my mind to stay right. I needed my spirit to stay right. But if I say that I trust God, if I say that I have faith in his works, if I say that I have faith in his word, then no matter what I see, no matter how I feel, no matter what is taking place, no matter who is supporting or who is not, I have control of my spirit. I have control of my flesh. I have control of my actions. Because James 4, 7 and 8 says, draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Not from them. From you. I didn't know I got out of the camera. I'm sorry. Listen, I done got straight out of the camera. I'm sorry. I done went straight to the side. I know y'all like, where'd she go? <laughs> There's a husband like, get back in the middle. Okay, so with all of that being said, you have to understand that God wants to fight your battle. He wants to fight your battle. Ask yourselves, do you want the Lord to fight your battle? Or do you want to stay in a battle of the fight? Can I say that again? Do you want the Lord to fight your battles? Or do you want to stay in the battle of the fight? That's a question that you need to ask yourself. Number four, Matthew 5, 31, 32. Divorce, be legally married. Live out your marriage commitments. Live out your vows you made between one another. Thank you, Jesus. And number five, Matthew 5, 33 through 37, vows. Make a vow. Avoid casual and irresponsible commitments to God. Ecclesiastes 5, 4, and 5 is the backup scripture. Have respect for God. Don't make a vow that you cannot keep. And number six, Matthew 5, 38 through 47, revenge. Seek justice for yourselves. Show mercy and love to others. Galatians chapter six, that I want to read, and, we're, and I'm done. Galatians chapter six. Galatians. Chapter 6, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. 
God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Amen. And so I pray that when I said yesterday, could you date you? Could you be your friend? I ask that question because you are supposed to be the one who makes the difference. Listen, the world says that game recognize game. The Christian realm says spirits recognize spirits. So what, ha- what that means is that when you have people that are connected and they're, they're good in that connection, it means that they have the same spirit. They agree in the same area. They, they, they do the same things. They like the same thing. They hate the same thing, right? Because game recognize game, spirit recognize spirits. But you are supposed to be the one that makes the difference to bring them from out of the world and straight into the word. That's how we're supposed to be the good friend the good wife, the good husband, because game recognize game, spirits recognize spirit, but you're supposed to be that good friend. You're supposed to be that good spouse. So that's why when you see, listen, Lord have mercy, thank you, Jesus. That's why when you hear so many people say in marriages, opposites attract, because if, the, if two people they love the same thing. They do the same thing. How are they going to learn from one another? How, how is the other one going to tell the other one when the other one is wrong? How is the other one going to say, no, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. Both of you should not be agreeing on evil. Both of you should not be agreeing on the bad. Both of you should not be agreeing on retaliation. Both of you should not be agreeing on adultery. Both of you should not be agreeing on divorce. Both of you should not be agreeing on sacrifices, but obedience that brings sacrifices. Both of you are not to be agreeing on breaking vows. Somebody has to be the good person to say, let's pray. Let's, let's, let's learn this thing together. No, babe, you shouldn't do that. That ain't the right thing to do. Well, you, you know, you, you did that. You do know that was wrong, right? Who's going to tell which one is wrong? Who's going to tell which one is right? How are you going to encourage to do right with one another? Because game recognize game and spirits recognize spirits. That's just what it is. Because, listen, birds of a feather flock together. That's what I've been told. But see, I beg to differ because I hung out with some people that do wrong, and I'm just like, no, I ain't doing that. 
Now, y'all can go over there and rob that store if you want to. I'm going to be over here. So when y'all get done, then uh, we'll go to the store or we'll go to the mall or we'll go whatever. But I'm not going to rob with y'all. Y'all know y'all should not be doing that. I'm trying to tell y'all not to go. But if y'all go, y'all going to get caught and y'all going to go to jail. So I'm the smart one. Well, before I get in anybody's car, what you got on you? You got any guns in your car? You got any drugs in your car? You got any alcohol in your car? What you got? Because we get pulled over, I ain't going to jail. That's the friend that you need. Somebody that's going to be able to speak truth and be honest about what's going on. Game recognize game. Spirits recognize spirits. If I'm in a house and everybody having an orgy and I walk in and I'm like, what y'all doing? Oh, we having no orgy. You want to join? Oh, the devil is a lie. And if I see somebody that I know, girl, what you doing here? Get out of here. You don't join in the wrong. You don't join in the evil. You don't join in the gossip. You don't join in the retaliation. You don't join in the chaos. You don't join in the gossip. You don't join in the confusion. You don't join in the drama. You don't join in in the adultery. You don't join in in the murder. You don't join in in unrighteousness. You don't join in. And I'm right where I need to be, from a puncher to a preacher. Because you know what? Because I said it on yesterday, James 4 and 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And I had no idea that I was sinning because just because I was there and I wasn't doing what they was doing, but I didn't say anything. I was just wrong. It's just like when two people go and rob a bank and one is just a driver, he didn't go in there and do anything. But he get just as much as time as the one that did it. Because two wrongs don't make a right. And because you didn't say anything, you're going to get in trouble as well. So sometimes when you're punching people, it ain't just from the fist. It's from the lips. It's from your actions. It's from your expressions. It's from how you speak. It's from what comes out of your mouth. It's the seeds that you plant within yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm done. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to From a Puncher to a Preacher. Amen. And so, again, this is Good Friday. And we all know what Good Friday is. And I thank God that, the, that Jesus died on the cross for me. I thank God that he lived, he died, and he rose on the third day. And I pray that some of you find yourselves in the house of the Lord on Sunday, giving God what is due, looking for repentance, looking for deliverance, looking for healing, Listen, if you're a backslider, get yourself back into a place and slide your way back into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, Easter is about the Lord. Not about who you're married to. Not about who your friend is. Not about, about the Easter bunny. Not about the Easter eggs. Not about any of that. Easter is about salvation, deliverance, restoration, healing. It is about Jesus Christ and how he lived, how he died, and how he rose. Amen. Amen. So on tomorrow night, I will end this conference um, with the last saying. Um, you don't have to use your you don't have to use your fists.
You don't have to use your fists. The Lord will fight for you. So today's thing was meekness from meanness to meekness. I was a very mean person, very mean, 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 mean. But the Lord showed me meekness, and it taught me how to show others meekness. It taught them, it taught me how to be nice and everything else. Amen. It taught me how to be nice and sugar and spice and everything nice. That's when I throw that in there. But <laughs> amen. So tomorrow night, meet me here at 730. Again, I thank you all for tuning in. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Know that God loves you. Know that I love you, and God loves you more. Amen? Amen. Good night.